Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's here in Orlando, Florida, the place to be for sports fans. We've got happy hour every day from 2 to 7. So you know the final hour of the show is going to be a little bit rocky as they've got all these great drinks, ciders, IPAs, Irish classics, and more. If you're in town for the tournament, come on by and grab a beer with me. As uh, Stubb, you know I am very afraid of airports and flying and planes, and I was getting anxious and having anxiety the whole week leading up to yesterday, my travel day, and I've got to tell you guys about the airport craziness. Stubb, you you know that I was I was freaking out, right? Uh, I yeah. mean, you could kind of tell. I could tell you were nervous when I left for the day. About, yeah, about I was doing I was this. very nervous. Got through, you know, got to the airport easily, got my, you know, went to Expedia, then American Airlines, got through that, you know, hoopla really easily, got through TSA, made me take my shoes off, fine with that. Um, you know, that all part was easy. Then I get to the gate and I'm chilling. All right. And I have a seat and I'm charging my phone and I could not believe what took place. Not just one person, but seven or eight people on FaceTime on their phone out loud, no headset, no AirPods, just having full conversations with people in front of an airport filled with people. Like, do we just not care anymore? Is that what we do as a society? We just talk out loud like clowns like that i couldn't believe it this one lady was telling her whole life story all all the you know sexual hookups she said and she was not an attractive lady so i was not into hearing about those escapades there was another lady that um, went to university of richmond and she was doing some kind of a homework assignment who gives out homework over thanksgiving weekend of course the spiders do right stub of course the spiders do but her and her friend on facebook on facetime we're just going through the whole uh, question one by one, sharing answers and stuff. So loud, so loud. No AirPods, no nothing. And I just, I don't get it, Stub. Did you deal with that at the airport? Yes, and I think that the airport is truly a magical place that we have here <laughs> in this world because it is like a, it is a true neutral zone of people. It, 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 is. it is the only it's... place in the world where so many people are forced to be without a common interest. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, I'm nervous, so I didn't have a drink, but I, I was blown away by at the Charlotte airport. I mean, the bar was popping. It wasn't even any big sports games on, but people were just, you know, pulling back, throwing back drinks left and right. And so then there was this one lady. So the craziness of the two first ladies were at the Richmond airport. Then I get to Charlotte, and I had a 45-minute layover before the trip uh, to Orlando. And so this one lady's doing the same thing. And, of course – First thing I did was find the charging outlet, right? And so there's these three, um, you know, bar stools, basically. I'm sitting there, put my bag down. I'm charging my phone, charging my AirPods, so I have something to listen to on the plane. And this lady is going on and on with her friend about how cute her baby is, and she's screaming out loud. And she's wearing this unbelievable outfit where it was like an all-pink, like, like uh, jumpsuit, and it was just wild. So she's talking out loud. Everyone's looking and laughing at her and, like, making faces. And then she finally ends her FaceTime call. The first thing she does is turn around, and she sees a cute little baby, walks right up to him, has no idea who the family is. It was an Indian family. She was a, a white woman. And she goes, can I please hold your baby? 
And before they even answer yes, she leans down and tries to pick up the baby. And the woman's like, no, you can't touch my baby. Just leave him alone. And she's like, no, but my sister has five kids. I'm really good with babies. I'm like, what the hell is going on at this airport? It's, I couldn't it's believe so it. awesome. It's just like, the you weirdest th- You think people. it's awesome? I think it's no. so funny. <laughs> oh. All right, so I, those two things were my biggest complaints. And then another complaint. All right, the air the airplane lands. All right, and then of course you got a taxi for thirty minutes. Drives me crazy. But the, a couple a couple of men and women stand up as soon as the plane lands, and I guess they didn't have any bags in the overheads. They just start sprinting up to the front of the plane while we're still taxiing, so they could be the first off. Oh, Nobody has etiquette that's anymore, up. right? Where are your ethics? Oh, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm so frustrated. And then the last thing I want to complain about with airplanes is just turbulence, right? Is there anything worse on this planet? Than turbulence. I'd, I'd rather have shingles every day for the rest of my life than deal with turbulence. I, I, I hate the the big jolt left and right and up and down. My stomach twists and turns. And um, maybe, I mean, I just hate flying. So I, I have the anxiety from thinking, oh man, this is going to be the last flight of my life. But I also get like motion sickness from going up and down and up and down. I was miserable on that airplane. I'm I'm sweating. My hands are a mess. I, I've got a runny nose. <laughs> I mean, I I feel bad for the people sitting next to me. And so I was just so miserable. But yet, I'm so happy to be here in Orlando, Stub. <laughs> I I think the turbulence is kind of fun. It's like you're on like, oh, a little roller goodness. coaster. <laughs> you are you are a crazy <laughs> I, person. I love the whole airplane airport experience. It's really one of my favorite. It's <laughs> you. It's just I like to watch people. Yeah, you're and, a people watcher. I'm you a really are. Watcher. You're a silent guy who's going to sit there, not even sipping some coffee, just uh, just a regular bottle of water. No, no, I got... just going to stare at people. I got my ginger ale and my pretzels oh, okay. that I get on the plane every time. And yep. it's just like you get to watch people at their worst. Just ignore all etiquette in the, in the whole world and just admire. I don't know. I, I will say Love the it. turbulence was... Uh, I was able to handle it because somebody got me hip to the... Jello theory. Have you heard of the airplane Jello theory? No, stuff? this is new to me. So you take a piece, uh, like a you know one of those Jellos that you ate when you were a kid, the green or the orange or the or the red, yeah, right, and you stick like a little piece of paper balled up into the middle of it, and that's supposed to represent the airplane. And so you shake the Jello, and you'll notice that the piece of paper stays right in the middle. And so basically, what they're saying is, when you're in an airplane, there's pressure from all four sides. Going up, going down, going left, and going right. So even when the plane shakes left and right, it's not going to just magically fall down because of turbulence. And so I was closing my eyes, just picturing Jello with with a little napkin inside of it. And every time there was a little bit of turbulence, I'm like, I'm just a little piece of paper, just a little piece of paper in a giant airplane of Jello. I'm gonna be okay. I thought I'm you gonna were, be okay. I, you were I was talking you myself had, through it. You had like a cup of Jello in front of you to no. help yourself calm <laughs> no. down. No. No, but I made it through. I made it through. I've never been, I don't know, I've never had a fear of it. I know the stats. You know, it's 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 fine. I know the stats of I know the stats of a lot of things. I know the stats of shark <laughs> attacks. I'm still scared to get in the water. Oh, right? dude, sharks are great. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, that's why that's why we work together well cuz opposites attract and uh yeah, we don't we don't we don't like the same things. That's that's for sure. Uh so all right. So what do you think is up with my theory about people talking out loud on FaceTime at an airport? Like, what is up with that? You you go to an airport, and, and it's just – and everyone just kind of makes – like, it's the worst thing for so many yeah. people. Like, they hate going there. 
So they just like pretend it's their living room to get some level of comfort. You got people taking off their shoes. You have people. Oh yeah, that was another one. Yep. You got people laying down on the public seats, like even when people need stuff. It, yep. it no people will prioritize their own comfort at an airport over anyone else's every single time. Yeah, no, it's it is. You're right. It is the craziest. It's the craziest place on earth, and it's it awesome. Really I love it. Yeah, I can't stand it. If I have to hear, hear another person talk about, uh, I mean, their hookups while they're 300 pounds and, and just so unattractive, I'm going to vomit. Well, oh my. I, I'm bored. I want to know what the people loud. are talking about. Oh my god, I'm, she I'm was tuning so in. loud. She was so loud. I and there and there are other people too. You know, just everyone on Facetime. And I'm like, you know, I barely even Facetime when I'm at home. What's so cool about Facetiming at an airport? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm I'm lost, and I can't believe that that's what I witnessed at the airport. The lady on Facetime for 30 minutes and then going to pick up a random baby for no reason. <laughs> It Do doesn't you, make any sense. <laughs> Do you have a worst uh, story that's ever happened to you at an airport or on an airplane? No. Do you? Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, We were taking off once, waiting yep. for takeoff. We were getting there. And there was, right in front of us, there was a screaming kid and a mop. Uh-huh. And this kid just kept unbuckling their seatbelt. <laughs> so we couldn't take off because the kid would scream and take off the seatbelt every time. It took an hour for this mom to get the kid to keep the seatbelt on so we could take off. And the kid was screaming the whole time. Ugh. We were like, just hold it down. Yeah. The kid's I blame three. Just hold the seatbelt. I blame belt iPads. I, I, I blame iPads. Every kid oh, now is too. an iPad baby. And uh, there were a million iPads at the airport. I, I, I squeaked it. out just in time to avoid being an iPad kid. All right. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's here in. Orlando, Florida, and they are known for their buffalo wings, and they just served me some. So I'm going to take a quick break to eat up, and we'll be right back with the Richmond Commander coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is the day before Thanksgiving, also known as the biggest Bar night of the year as everybody travels home to where they went to high school. You hit up your old high school buddies and you go out for a drink. And I'm broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar. Best wings in Orlando, and I have tried them. They are terrific. And uh, I'll I'll tell you, it's spicy and it's helping out with my uh, sinuses right now as I'm uh, dealing with a little bit of a, a sore throat. But, man, these buffalo wings are making me feel good. Head to Kitty O'Shea's if you're here for the ESPN Events Invitational or anytime you visit Orlando, just five minutes from Disney Springs. So we mentioned it, three NFL games tomorrow on Thanksgiving, including also one game on Black Friday, the first ever Black Friday NFL game. As we preview them all right now and go around the top sports Stop stories in the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, let's begin with Thanksgiving bold predictions from CBS Sports. Does A1 agree with the hosts at CBS for their bold predictions? Stubb, what do you got? Uh, we got first, Dak Prescott throws five touchdowns to firmly enter the MVP race. Oh, wow. Um, that is a bold prediction. I, I think he's going to have his way against the commander secondary. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he had three or four, five touchdown passes. Is doing a little much. I mean, what is he gonna? What are they gonna win? Thirty-five to to ten. I mean, our defense is bad, so I could kind of see it happening. But I also don't think that puts him in the MVP category, really. I mean, there's too many other quarterbacks playing better than him this season. Uh, you know, I would point to two. I'd point to Patrick Mahomes. I'd definitely point to Jalen Hurts, who would I would choose as the MVP and the best player in the division and the conference way over Dak Prescott. So I will say, no, I disagree with that first bold prediction. All right. Next up, uh, the Packers take the Lions to overtime. Oh, no chance. No chance. Are you kidding me? This is the first time in like 20 Thanksgivings that I'm confident the Lions will win. Lock it in. It's the lock of the week. Lions win. They cover the spread. That offense is humming. They're able to throw the ball all over the field. Amon Ron St. Brown having a great season. They've got a two-horse back at the running back position uh, with, with Gibbs and David Montgomery, and their defense is playing well. Now, I, I will say Jared Goff has coughed it up a few times recently. They just won a game in which he had three interceptions. I don't expect that to be the case tomorrow. Um, it is the early game, 1230. Uh, yeah, no, give me Detroit to win, cover the spread. They really think Packers are going to take this game to overtime? Yeah, I don't. The Pack are not back. I'm not I'm following out. that. <laughs> yeah, give me a no for that bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, and then the final prediction is that Drew Locke will re-enter as quarterback for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I know Geno Smith was dealing with an injury. I, I, I believe he's going to play, but maybe they're thinking that uh, the 49ers defense will get in after him and force him to go down. Um, so it, it looks like Seattle Times is saying Geno Smith limited but looks good in practice. He will give it a go for the Seahawks against the 49ers tomorrow. So what, the bold prediction is that Drew Locke will get back in? Yep. You know? I don't think that's that bold, so I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, the 49ers defense just added Chase Young. They've got a Bosa brother. Uh, they're able to get after the quarterback. They've got playmakers on both sides of the ball. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Geno Smith went down with an injury in that game. So I'll say yes to that bold prediction. Uh, we did want to get into Tom Brady's comments All right, yesterday or earlier this week on the Stephen A. Smith show. Now, Tom Brady's talking about mediocrity in the NFL. I will say, Stubb, I've been going in on the mediocrity in the NFL for a few years now, and it's because the quarterback play in the league is so down, right? I just mentioned a few guys that are having good years, but there's so many guys that are struggling that usually have good seasons. Joe Burrow's been in and out of the lineup with injuries, usually a guy that you can count on. Josh Allen has been up and down with turnovers uh, this year. So many quarterback you know, that usually play really well have struggled at times this season. Defense has taken over the league. Last year was the year of the running back. We talked about, hey, is this going to be the year where the quarterbacks return? And I do predict that one quarterback will break the record for most passing yards in a season. Part of that's just because Tua and Patrick Mahomes throw it so damn much, and there is an extra game, so it's easier to break Peyton Manning's record. But I point to the mediocrity in the NFL because everybody's looking for a quarterback. There's so many teams searching for a franchise quarterback, and they think they have their guy, but he's really not, right? And, and, and that's why I kind of went in on all the rookies because I was tired of all the announcers hyping up Bryce Young just for me to watch him stink, stink it up and go 1-9. and nine. I was tired of them hyping up Anthony Richardson as the greatest athlete to ever play QB. He got injured after like four games. Will Levis always talking about how he's going to take the Titans to the playoffs. 
they're now struggling uh, once again as him as the starting quarterback. I will say C.J. Stroud is going against my thought that all the rookies will be under 500, but he's the one guy that you can point to of all the rookies this season that is playing some good football. But let's hear from quarterback Tom Brady, NFL legend, on NFL mediocrity. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And hope, Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development Ooh. of young players is as good as it was. The rules Ooh. have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. That's a great point. So, number one, he brings up coaching. And, I, I mean, I, I do kind of agree with him that we don't have, you know, all the same great coaches that we've had of the past. Everyone seems to be going to these younger coaches, and I do think that is kind of the style of the NFL right now, and a lot of teams are having success with it. I look at Mike McDaniels. I look at the coach at Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of young co co uh, coaches. Matt LaFleur uh, a few seasons ago with the Packers. Kyle Shanahan right now with the 49ers. It is a young coaches league right now. But I, I, he made a really good point there about the development of young players. It, it does kind of seem like guys are getting onto the scene and thinking they've made it, and then they fall off. And I, I actually kind of point to Chase Young in that category, right? I mean, had a great rookie season, thought he made it as an NFL legend, and then fell off, and a lot of that was due to injury. But I think a lot of it is the mindset with these young guys, and they become superstars and millionaires and Instagram celebrities, and everywhere they go, you know, everyone's kissing their ass. And I, I think it has changed in the NFL over the last 10 or, 10 or 5 or 10 years where young players kind of get onto the scene, make a few big plays, have a good season, and then they kind of fall off and another backup will come in. And I can especially point to that with the running back position where it, it seems like the veteran running backs aren't wanted anymore in the NFL. And everyone's trotting out, you know, a rookie or a second-year guy and they're, they're doing multiple backs. And then also it's the rule changes. I mean, I totally agree with them on that. The rule changes have made it, impossible to sack a quarterback the rule changes have made it so much easier for offenses it's made it so difficult for defenses i hate the new kickoff rules that was also a big exciting part of the nfl i remember watching devin hester having so much fun with that dante hall now they kick it and guys just let it go through the end zone or they just you know fair catch and we'll get the ball to 25 you know we miss a lot of the great quarterbacks from Tom Brady's era. We miss Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, even Phillip Rivers, better than most of the quarterbacks we've got right now with Tommy DeVito having 250 yards in a win. So that, that's my thoughts there on Tom Brady. What, Stubb, did you have any thoughts on, on his comments there? Like, I agree. I, I Like, yeah. with the with the regulation thing, instead yeah. of, like, teaching people to be better. Did you see uh, the Major League Football Twitter uh, is passing a rumor that they might ban the hip drop tackle? Yeah, yeah, I it's saw just that. Another, it's just another thing, which is what he was saying. They're just regulating every single play, and it's not making people be better. It's just 
making no. everyone play in one way. It's not. And while we're complaining about the NFL, stop putting games on streaming services. I, I hate Thursday Night Football being on Amazon Prime. Michael Phillips always brings this up. You're stuck watching that game, even if it's a blowout. You can't channel surf on commercials because you're on the stupid Amazon app, then you got to go to the stupid YouTube TV app, and then back and forth and back and forth. Just put NFL games on CBS and Fox. And like it's confusing. My, yeah. I, I go home to my parents, and they're confused every single weekend on how to watch the Washington game or whatever yeah. game they want to watch because it's on a different channel or streaming service every single time. Yep. No, it's frustrating. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go on the Odyssey app, broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar, the best wings in Orlando and a local hotspot just five minutes from Disney Springs. They're taking care of me here. Buffalo Wings are amazing. Uh, I'm feeling right at home, broadcasting live on the patio. It's a beautiful day, hanging out and having a great time. And this Saturday is rivalry weekend in college football, and there is a big game between Virginia Tech and UVA. Coach Pry knows all about this matchup. He told reporters this week, quote, I think there's always pressure to beat UVA. Always. Doesn't matter the records. Doesn't matter this or that or the other. They're right down the highway, like I said, a ton of familiarity, and I know how much it means to everybody. I think you guys know I've been pretty much 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. Well, this is a big 1-0, and I'm not afraid to say it. And, of course, Saturday will mark the first meeting between the Hokies and Cavs in two seasons after last year's contest was canceled in the wake of the tragedy that took the lives of three football players for UVA. Joining me right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it is 1.30 here on a Wednesday, which means it's time for the Cowan Gates Hokies Update with Bill Roth. What's going on, Bill? Well, good afternoon to you. I hope uh, everything is good in Orlando. We're excited to go to Charlottesville, and I'm glad uh, that the weather isn't going to be too bad uh, in Charlottesville, but... We're excited about playing the game again, and as you said, it is a big one for the Hokies. It's, in essence, a playoff game. If they want to go to a bowl game, they need to win Saturday. Absolutely, and seeking bowl eligibility at Virginia, while Virginia has lost 17 of the last 18 meetings. When was the last time UVA won this game, Bill? Uh, Didn't they win the game in 18 or I don't know at the top of my head. I wasn't there. The last time Tex won, what, 20 out of 22? It hadn't happened very often. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's over the last, I think it's 23 and 2 in the last 25 years. So I, I, I tend to forget the UVA wins, Adam. But, <laughs> uh, but I wasn't there. It was, it was during that, that, that stretch I, was, I wasn't doing the games. But. It'll be good to get back to uh, to Charlottesville and and see how this team plays in a win win or go home situation. That's that's kind of what it is for Tech. Yeah, I'm wondering what are you what are the biggest things that they need to clean up after the loss to NC State, 35 to 28. I'd probably point to third down efficiency. Well, they they can't fall behind again. I mean, it, it's kind of been the same stuff we've talked about. They this game they were down 28 to seven against NC State. Coach Pry talked about getting the ball to Tootin early. He only had three touches in this game against NC State. I think that'll be important. In terms of 
getting off to a quick start, that's it's seemingly something we see every week. The Hokies have been they, – they've only played one game that was close, or at least that was a one-score game, and that was really deceptive, that, the NC State game. It really wasn't that close of a game. Uh, when they get off to a good start, they're pretty good. And when they fall behind, they, they, they rally. They, they've, they've made some games closer uh, in the second half. But I think getting the ball to Tootin, getting off to a good start – and then not letting Malik Washington go crazy. Uh, he's yeah. had an amazing season for UVA. And last week, Tech talked all week long about not letting Brennan Armstrong and Casey Concepcion of NC State dominate the game. But those two did exactly that. So uh, I think it comes down to can the Hokies corral the two, the two big playmakers for UVA, specifically Washington in this game. Yeah, Washington and Malachi Fields. But I think it's going to come down to containing – uh, Calandria, because he can burn, he can hurt you with his legs just like Armstrong. And when he's right. able to run, you know, then he can kind of move around in the pocket and extend the plays. And he's got a cannon uh, throwing the ball downfield. So the Hokies' defense will have to be improved uh, coming up Saturday. What are your keys to the game, Bill? Well, it's, it sounds like coaches speak, but they got to get off to a good start. I mean, I think it was a bit baffling to pry that the Tech played so emotionless on senior day. Right. That they here they here they got a big game, they got a sellout crowd, they beat NC State, they go to a bowl game. Uh it's the last game for the seniors. It's at Lane. The crowd is going crazy. And they came out and were flat. And I think that puzzled him a little bit because that's that's something that you hadn't seen. And and and, that, and that's why I said I the first thing I said today I'm eager to see how they play in a pressure-filled game. Are they going to come out and, and, and play great football? Or are they going to come out and be disinterested and uh, un, uninterested in playing the game? I mean, I think that's – I, I, I want to see how they play. And not, not what they say during the week. <laughs> and, and, and not, well, we had a good week of practice. I want to see how they come out and how they play. And they – I think we've talked about this in the past. That it was they they played Florida State on the road. It was twenty-two nothing before Tech got a first down. Similar story at Louisville, and last week against NC State, it was twenty-eight to seven before they started playing. And I think I think that's that's a as a coach and as the coaching staff, they're still trying to figure out why that would be. But when you're playing your big rival and it's the last game of the year, and if you if you lose your career as a senior is done. I would, I would anticipate they play very, very hard on Saturday. This is the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth, play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies that can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM as the 4-3 and three Hokies travel to face off against 2-5 and five Virginia, 3-8 and eight in the ACC. Uh, Bill, let me ask you this question because I've had a few people come up to me uh, over the past few days and ask me this. How much does this game matter and getting into a bowl game for the future of the program and the Pry era? Well, I think it would be a big step up. You know, a year ago, Virginia Tech won one conference game. If, if they win Saturday, they're going to finish the league record 5-3 and three and go to a bowl. Yeah. So I think it shows that there's progress being made. I think in terms of how they address their talent situation from a year ago through the portal, they've done a great job. They've had, Virginia Tech has scored 33 touchdowns as a team this year. And 31 of them have been by transfer portal guys. So there's a lot of new faces on this year's team. 
And I think as, as we move into December and the portal opens up again and kids start moving around, I'm very curious to see what they do for roster management for the 2014. The, the next step is to have a winning season. The next step is to go to a bowl game. And, and those yeah. two things are still out there for this team. A year ago, they had a hard time beating anybody. This year they've already won four conference games, so let's, let's see if they can make it a fifth and finish the, the year five and three in the conference. I think that would be clearly a step in the right direction. I, I think it's also kind of neat that, you know, Coach Pry, Coach Elliott, they've never coached in this game before. And yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of a new era in the rivalry with two new coaches coaching in the game at the same time. And that's going to be really interesting. You know, uh, you know, the last time a first-time UVA coach beat Tech <laughs> – the first time he coached against him was Sonny Randall in 1972. <laughs> That's a long time ago. So, yeah. <laughs> and I know that that the both Coach Elliott. I mean, the other thing is this: is that unlike probably previous regimes, I mean, the the, the head coaches are tight. Uh, you know, they, they they their families are tight. They've known each other long before they got these jobs. And, and so that makes it a little bit different. Fontel Mines is on the Virginia Tech coaching staff. It's a, it's a much different kind of vibe going into the game. I don't know that the fan base looks at it any differently, but I think from, from, the, from the guys that are on the field, the players, it's a little bit different. But most of all, I'm glad we're playing. After missing last year's game, I'm glad that we get a chance to play this game in 2023. And you can hear Bill on the call this Saturday uh, kickoff at 3.30. You can watch it on ACC Network, Virginia Tech at UVA. And as this is the final game of the season for Virginia Tech, I did want to get your thoughts overall on the ACC and, and the devastating injury to Jordan Travis at FSU. Well, it's, I, you know, in, in so many ways, it was a great year and still is for the ACC. I, I think, you know, if you take a look, they've had a winning record against the SEC this year, which is something that hasn't happened. A winning record against the Big Ten. That hasn't happened. A winning record against Notre Dame. I mean, they've done a really good job this year in, in non-conference games against the, the, the really good teams. Yeah. And I think having Louisville and, and FSU both in the top ten coming down the stretch is huge. I, I feel for Travis. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> here's a kid who's having a, a, an amazing season and, and has an opportunity or had an opportunity to legit, legitimately lead FSU to a to a national championship, and I, and I, I think he he would have been the player of the year in the conference. And so to see him go down, it's just it's really tough. It's, it's tough to, to see a guy who's having such a good year and put so much into it um, get hurt in in the twelfth well, week of the season. It was just tough to watch. Well, Bill, I always appreciate you taking the time to join the show, and hopefully next week when you join me, we'll be hyping up a bowl game. Hope so, and the happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy Orlando. The Hokies are, Hoopsters are down there for that. This is a big uh, weekend for Virginia Tech basketball as well with, with a game against Boise State, a potential game with VCU on Friday, yep. and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, even a potential game with Texas A&M and Buzz Williams over the weekend. So it's a big weekend for Tech basketball when you look at the, at the ACC on a basketball standpoint. And the opportunity for quad one wins, you know, uh, this weekend becomes pretty big from a non-conference standpoint for the Hokies if they're on the bubble in March. So, chance to get some good W's this weekend. Yeah, you know, if VCU and Virginia Tech win, I'm doing a show Friday, Bill. I might have to give you a call. 
you can do that. We're, we'll be in Charlottesville, but uh, I think it'll be great. And, and, you know, Ryan Odom is a dear friend, and, and we, we hope that uh, we hope VCU goes 35-2, and two, and, and the two losses are to the Hokies in Orlando and another one in the Final Four. Do you That's have any good Ryan Odom stories? Because when I had Seth Greenberg on the show, he told a hilarious story. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm close with, with Ryan and his wife and his kids, and um, I would tell you that one of the, one of the fun stories was, was being uh, with Ryan and, and Red Autry, who's now the head coach at Syracuse, and being in the basketball office as Coach Greenberg got a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and watching Coach Greenberg try to talk his way out of a speeding ticket while the staff uh, watched from inside the building. I don't think <laughs> Seth would appreciate me telling that story. Um, but I think 15 years later, whatever it is, we can we can watch. And uh, and uh, Seth did ask the officer, do you know who I am? And the officer <laughs> said, absolutely I do. Here's your ticket. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bill. I appreciate it. See you guys. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stub, you know, I have gotten pulled over in the past, and they saw my 106.7 The Fan sticker for my time in D.C. with the Junkies, and the cop goes, no way you're AWOD? Oh, oh, man, you, yeah, 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 I got you. They actually towed me to the gas station so I could fill up my car. It was a good time. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard on 910 The Fan, including on Thanksgiving as the Rams face off against Iowa State tomorrow from the ESPN Events Invitational. That's where I'll be at as I'm broadcasting live today from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar, the best wings in Orlando. It's a local hot spot just five minutes from Disney Springs. They've been taking care of me today with all the drinks, some great wings, and I'm having a great time. And uh, Speaking of VCU, new episode available now of the Black and Gold Fan Podcast, an affiliate of the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. It's me alongside... Three diehard fans of Ram Nation. Caleb Jones has been a season ticket holder. Stad's been taking him to games since he was in diapers. Connor Bailey does this week in VCU history. He's also been a season ticket holder for or, as long as I can remember. And Chris Mason, my buddy from college, who's been going to games since 2013. Been living in Richmond uh, for about 15 years now, and he is a diehard fan of VCU basketball. So Season 2, Episode 4 is available now on the Odyssey app, downloaded today for free, or finding us on iTunes or Spotify by just searching Black and Gold Fan Pod. And we're already over 100 downloads on the latest episode. I just saw five or six people downloaded in the last 30 minutes. So if you want a little recap of the last two home wins and a preview of this Thanksgiving tournament, just download the Black and Gold Fan Podcast. And Speaking of Thanksgiving, um, I'm excited to see the meal that they're going to offer the media tomorrow at the ESPN Events Invitational. I think they're going to go big. Uh, they know that ESPN's going to be there. There's going to be big time, you know, college basketball reporters, way bigger uh, than myself, Stubb. So I think they're going to do a good job taking care of us. And speaking of food, we wanted to do a little impromptu dude food. 
here on The Fan. Dude! Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude! Food! All right, let me, let me say a little, a couple nice things about my producer, Stubb, who's tall and he's got crazy hair. He's got these, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. He walks around the building like he owns the place. But he never stops working, and he has been preparing this segment all week long here for Dude Food. And speaking of Thanksgiving, he's got a, an interesting list of what is this, fast food options for Thanksgiving? Take it away, Stubb. Yeah, these are the uh, a couple of fast food Thanksgiving options if you're not eating at home, I guess, or you're living on your own. Uh, the fast food world has you covered, so I wanted to find some of the worst-looking things. Can we, just, can we just say, let's say a prayer to all those people that choose fast food on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about you guys. I, 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 wishing, I feel bad. I'm sorry. Wishing you all the best. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, the first thing I found was DiGiorno is offering a Thanksgiving pizza. And, uh, what is on the Thanksgiving pizza? What are the toppings there? Uh, let's go through. We got a uh, turkey, creamy gravy sauce, diced sweet potatoes, colorful green beans, and cranberries, as well as, of course, cheese and some onion toppings. Mm. It looks disgusting. I, I will say I, I haven't looked at DiGiorno the same a- after I saw someone say, yeah, I'm going to pop a big D in the oven <laughs> and make some pizza. I was like, what? You're going to serve what to people? Yeah. All right. So DiGiorno getting in on Thanksgiving. You know, I'm out on the cranberry sauce. I, I think besides that, I would have I would have given it a try. Yeah, the cranberry is just not going to fit with everything. And I don't like sweet potatoes, so it's kind of out for me. Yeah. Anyways. Are you in on Big D, though, or are you more a fan of Red Baron? <laughs> I think I'm in on the Big D. <laughs> I think I'm all in on it. My pick is a California pizza kitchen, but still. Okay. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. What's next? If you want a full turkey, a full fast food turkey, there are two places you can go, and it is a Cajun-style Popeye turkey or a Cajun-style KFC turkey. Wow. Now, I will say... I've never had deep-fried turkey, and everyone hypes it up every single year as the greatest thing. I, I just know that it's it's a giant fire hazard. Um, I would not trust the tr- uh, the turkey at Popeyes or KFC. No, yeah, me neither. But you Stop, would. What if I what if I Venmo you twenty dollars right now? Are you going today? Um, <laughs> well, I have something I'm going to present to you, and that might change some things. I want you okay. to guess how much each turkey costs. All right. Let's go Popeyes. I'll say Now is is this supposed to feed four or five people stuff? It's a whole turkey. All right, I'm going to say 29.99 at Popeyes. <laughs> Not even close. Okay, how much does it cost? $100. For fast food turkey? D- They're out of their mind. It delivers it as well. All right, but. I'm not tipping the delivery guy. <laughs> that's that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, KFC, I guess, is a little bit more reasonable with a $70 turkey. Hmm. Are you doing any deliveries on, on Thanksgiving or Black Friday stuff? <laughs> I guess I should think about it. I was, I was yeah. sick, so I wasn't delivering people food, but uh, I'm, I'm back to health. So that's a good way I, to get tips. I love tips. that. That's a good way yeah. to get tips. Yeah. All right, what else did you want to bring up here? This is a wild dude food. <laughs> uh, we got a full Denny's Thanksgiving dinner. The mm. turkey and dressing dinner bundle. If you want to go I, out to a, a diner on Thanksgiving night. I will say, as a kid, I was all in on Denny's as an adult. 
kind of out on Denny's, IHOP, Waffle House, all of those places. You know, give me a mom and pop. Give me, you know, give me more street cafe I, if I want a breakfast I option. see what you mean, but I think that yeah. there is no atmosphere in the world like Waffle House. <laughs> it's it, Nowhere else in the world feels so hostile yet so homely. <laughs> all right, I wanted to get to what I believe is the perfect Thanksgiving plate, all right? Stubb, did you come up with your perfect plate here? Yes, I did. All right, I'm going to go first, all right? I'm going to start with stuffing. I'm a huge fan of stuffing. If you ever heard the, you know, my stuffing promo from last year, I was still feeling the stuffing in my butt. You know, six weeks later, I just ate portion after portion after portion. I think I ate it fr Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday. I love stuffing so much, but my perfect plate has to be stuffing that has meat in it, like little sausage, right? I, that's a big part of my perfect stuffing. Turkey, give me dark meat with loads of skin. I love skin on, on turkey. Honey ham. I need a ham on Thanksgiving. I get there's some traditional people that go with just turkey. I need a ham to be included. Mac and cheese as a side. Green beans. Ton of rolls, right? Because you need bread to, like, dip in the gravy and, and to make a little sandwich with your turkey and, and your stuffing. And then my ride or die, pigs in a blanket. I might be the only one on the planet, but I need pigs in a blanket on Thanksgiving. And then for dessert, give me pumpkin pie with vanilla ice cream. Top that perfect plate, Stubb. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I have a little bit less. I like to I like to grab my favorites and just eat so much of them. Okay. And I have to say I'm a no ham guy. You're not, no ham. No ham. It's not it's not your turn. Stay out of your lane, ham. <laughs> this is this is Turkey's day. Just you can you have think, one day think, off, ham. You think the pilgrims were saying that? <laughs> I think they were. <laughs> they said stay in your lane. Okay. Uh, so I'm turkey loaded up, loaded up with gravy. Give me mm. some slices of turkey. Also in the stuffing. I don't know if I've had stuffing with bits of meat in it. I'm, I'm okay. not entirely sure, but I, oh, I love stuffing. Yeah. And then so much mashed potatoes. You know what? Uh, I didn't include mashed potatoes. That's a good point. You need them. Dude, I got my wisdom teeth out uh, two Thanksgivings ago. I ate more mashed potatoes in a week than I think some people do in a year. If you could only have one thing for the rest of your life, are you choosing stuffing or mashed potatoes? Uh, of Thanksgiving foods or of all foods? Doesn't matter. Stuffing or mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes. potatoes. Wow, that's shocking to it's me. It's not not as many many flavors, but I, oh, I could eat it forever. And then give me some <laughs> breaded mac and cheese, you know, with Ooh. the crumbs with the crumbs on it. Ooh, Ooh. that's some good that's, stuff. That you know, that's good. But I do like my mac and cheese to be more cheesy and kind of liquidy. Though when you get it breaded, it, you know, it's it's more stuck in its place. I you like know what that. I mean by that. You like that. I like that. All right. And then what are you going for dessert? Anything but a pumpkin pie. This is oh, a controversial thing. Wait, I what? hate, hate pumpkin pie. Wait, you just don't like fun. That's what it what is. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You don't like fun. Well, I like you every, I would have You don't like carving else. up pumpkins. Have, you don't like pumpkin seeds. And you like definitely don't like pumpkins. pumpkin pie. I just don't want to eat it. <laughs> Disgusting. All right, that was, a, that was a fun dude food. If you want to chime in, give us your perfect plate for Thanksgiving. It's 833 8040910 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back.